not sure how old you are, but when I was younger, there was always a defining question that would be thrown around before the school disco, whilst changing for PE or getting ready to go uptown to meet your besties on the Saturday. And that question was, babes, be honest, does my butt look big in this? Now this is a very open-ended question, which can be answered in so many ways, both positive and negative. All I remember growing up in the 90s was the answer would always be, no, of course it doesn't look big, with the subtext being, let's do all we can to hide it. In this book, I want to explore this question, pull apart its meaning and ultimately find the answer to the really big issue that lies behind it. Why are we so unkind to our bodies? The moment we become poorly, we pray to our bodies to mend us from the inside. But when we are feeling well, we battle with our appearance on the outside. Isn't it bizarre that with everything going on in the world, everything that's constantly thrown at us in life, we still seek to punish ourselves by criticising the way our bodies look, focusing on the way we assume we appear to other people, or negatively comparing our looks to the popular kids in school, or to the seemingly picture-perfect bodies on social media. I was never in the popular group in school. I was the one who was queuing up outside Woolworths on my own before school in my Dr Martins, my rucksack covered in patches and pins, listening to my CD Walkman whilst waiting to buy the latest Incubus album. I was the one who wore clothes from charity shops and got my style advice from my nan. But there was still a contentment there when I was younger and I do believe it was because there wasn't any social media to feed my insecurity. I didn't even have a camera phone until I was around 16. We had dial-up internet and a rubbish phone signal, so I would spend my evenings watching old VHS films in my bedroom, playing Snake on my Nokia 3310 or making mixed CDs for my friends. The only time I would notice any public body shaming back then would be on the covers of gossip magazines, where they'd be slating someone for being a UK size 14, a US size 10, and wearing a bikini on holiday. Fortunately, most of the time I was in my own little bubble and I didn't even notice this. But that quickly changed when I became a young adult, as social media became more of a point of reference for everything from fashion and beauty to culture and entertainment. There were hardly any large women on our TVs back then, and if they were, they would invariably be cast as the funny one, never the love interest, the confident one or the boss. That itself causes a lot of body image issues when you never see yourself reflected positively on screen. Things are starting to change these days, but there still is a long way to go. And the low self-esteem we experience is going to persist until we can get to a place of understanding that there is more than one way of being beautiful. I was lucky when I was growing up that I had so much love and encouragement from my nan. I loved finding eccentric fashion at car boot sales. I loved going to concerts, jumping on trains, sneaking on the guest list and flogging spare tickets outside. I've always been a grafter. I've always had so-called balls. But I lacked any confidence in my body, hiding myself away for a long time under layers and layers of clothing. If I'm being honest, my vintage second-hand sequin jackets were essentially my armour. I guess deep down I wore them as a big middle finger to the high street, to the times I couldn't buy the same jeans as my friends, to the gossip magazines and to the TV channels that didn't seem to cater for my size or represent my body shape. But despite the outward bravado, there was still an insecurity there about my body, 
and I guess my eccentric style was my coping mechanism. I'm writing this book because I don't want anyone else to go through those moments of anxiety over the vessel that is literally keeping your blood pumping, your thoughts processing and your dreams flowing. Your body is your best friend. So in these pages, I want to tell you about all the things that I've learned about myself and the industry that I'm in and how I've grown to love and feel comfortable in my body. Ultimately, this book has been created with my little sister in mind. She has the same body shape as me, as well as developing stretch marks at a younger age, the ones that are bright cherry red and will eventually fade. But she didn't try wash them off in the shower like I did. She didn't cover up her body from her partner and wear high-waisted knickers because she thought she had ruined her body by simply just growing. Instead, she learned to accept them pretty quickly, and that's because she had more access to representation, understanding and love. If you think about it, when a plant grows bigger and produces stronger leaves, when it blooms and flowers in different colours, we find it beautiful and celebrate it. But when changes happen on a human body, ones that haven't been normalised and are therefore not admired or understood, so often that's when the body confidence fades and we try to hide ourselves away. I believe it doesn't have to be that way. My sister was lucky. There was a big age gap between us and things are changing now. Although she grew up in the social media world where comparison is the thief of joy, she also had me as a real-life body-confident role model cheering her on. I was able to show her that stretch marks, cellulite and body hair were normal. She didn't feel so alienated by society. I want this book to fill the role of your older sibling, older cousin or best friend. Something you turn to when you want a little boost, when you're in need of a little confidence pick-me-up. It will be there waiting for you to turn the pages, make notes and think deeper. I'll also be looking around the hype around body positivity, how you can recognise who is harnessing it for good and who is simply using their influence and platform to make money on the back of insecurities that society pushes onto us. I want to explore how we speak to ourselves about our bodies and how that's changed over the previous decades taking us right up to the present day. I also want to help you identify the underlying factors that are influencing how you really feel about your figure. I'll be asking the questions, giving you my best answers and providing positive solutions to spring open that padlock on the suitcase of confidence you've been hiding in the attic. Self-love is very important to me now and I wish there had been some sort of self-love boot camp when I was younger that could have taught me how to truly appreciate myself and stop comparing myself to others. Then again, if we all loved ourselves, millions of pounds would be lost in the sales of products that are marketed to us to supposedly create the best versions of ourselves. But what if we already are the best versions of ourselves and we just can't see it? Let's tackle that self-love, babe, no matter what size your derriere is.